Moving on, rise to the ground and go get it. I'm your host, Mike Man, back with another episode of the hottest thing, smoking rapper weed TV, the podcast. Going up wherever you stream or listen to music and or podcasts like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and more. Go ahead, hit that subscribe button, punch the hell out that notification bell, and you locked in for another episode. It's loud, little love, circle forming, cause it good when you get nada. The 18 feet player. 18 feet. Going in after the Super Bowl 58 debacle that was, I don't know. This Super Bowl was not that entertaining to start. But as a whole like as far as like the commercials if you put everything into a grading system where you coupled the commercials the halftime show and the game overall i would say this one gets a c plus only because the plus only because of usher like he was not enough to save him, but, you know, the commercials and the game was enough to bring shit down. This is our Super Bowl 58 reaction episode going up on Rapper Weed TV, the podcast. Check out the shorts on TikTok and YouTube. So, let's talk about it, man. First and foremost, I have to admit being loud and wrong again. (laughs) Again? Because I had, I predicted San Francisco 27 to Kansas City 24. And I was off on two points on both sides of the ball. So I guess it's safe to bet with me. That's if you're willing to risk it. So, you know. But I was in the vicinity. I said 27-24 San Francisco. It turned out 25-22. Like, bro. Really? Like, this, this, this game. Let's just start with the game. The game started out flat as fuck. And normally... During the Super Bowl, like I think last year, like last year, I didn't start watching until like what second quarter or some shit. I didn't get into like the festivities and all this. This year, I watched that shit from the beginning, and it, I was disappointed. I guess that's why, like previous years, I didn't just go into it, you know, from the jump. But you know. That's neither here nor there. It's a mood mood point right now. Because, you know, all attention from me is shifting towards next year. Because we got the Super Bowl coming to New Orleans next year. And, I don't know. FanDuel got a 1500 
plus odds that we gonna make it. So put your nice 25 down on that. You might win you some racks. We still debating on if we wanna do it. Next time I go to Louisiana, I'm placing some type of bet that New Orleans will be in the Super Bowl next year. Just set it and forget it. And next, you know, we look up around this time next year. I fuck around and be a few racks up if we just so happen to even clear it or make an appearance. So, <clears throat> but yeah, this year, this Super Bowl. I don't know. For one, you know there are Kansas City haters. Me, personally, I didn't care who won. Like, I wanted Brock Purdy to win. I have I have my reasons for having either side win. You know, I can say Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, the last guy taken off the draft board. You will want to see him win just for that storyline. Then you have Patrick Mahomes, who is from here in Texas. You know, grew up in Tyler, they said this morning on the news, whatever. I actually, well, my wife actually had a family member who went to Texas Tech. So, able to go over there and see, you know, the school and all this. And this is right before he got drafted. No, no, the year after he got drafted. So, just being able to see where he laid his roots at or be walking on the grounds that he once walked on. That was, you know, kind of a cool experience. And shout out Cheryl Swoops. Got to see her banner hanging in the rafters in the uh, Coliseum. As we went there for my wife's nephew's uh, college graduation, so... But, um, yeah, that's kind of one of the reasons. And since they're saying he's the GOAT, and I believe if Kansas City gave him a 10-year contract for 500 plus million, this is when they first, after the first Super Bowl, they re-signed, his, redid his contract. 10 years, 500 million. So, they saw something in him you know like i said i said on the previous episode it's amazing how certain people can look at somebody and see something in them and you kind of see they either destined for greatness or gonna be one of the good ones or whatever guidelines or stipulations you put on them so but looking at brock purdy i'm gonna be honest with you beginning of the game the way Brock Purdy came out Brock Purdy looked like he was unfazed that bothered like this shit was a another game so if I guess he's probably focusing on his wedding and all that shit but you gotta ask yourself is this scary that that motherfucker came into the Super Bowl that calm and cool first time calm and cool he didn't look rattled at all 
until they start rushing them. They start blitzing them. That's when he looked uneasy. But other than that, this motherfucker looked like it was like middle of the season. Like he did when he first came into the game and took over for Trey Lance and how the shit escalated and took off from there. The rest is history, as they say. When he did that shit, when he came out and showed, you know, he was built like that or he was able to step up to the challenge. Then you see he was able to go above and beyond. Like, what the fuck? Then you see he out here making this shit look like... Well, he's not Mr. Relevant per se. Like, shit, he making this shit look like... Y'all motherfuckers should have drafted me. And I'm about to show your asses. That's the way he played this season and last season. Like, he played like he trying to go out here and prove to you motherfuckers that... Yeah, you shouldn't have passed up on me. Yeah, you shouldn't have made me the last motherfucker. It's almost like y'all wanted to make his career into a laughingstock career when you be the last one to get drafted because a lot of years, a lot of years of being Mr. Irrelevant, you don't really hear from the motherfuckers. He is probably one of the first ones that done came along in a long time, last pick. And made a name for himself the first fucking year. Like that shit should be scary almost. And the way he looked calm and cool doing this shit. Like bro. It's like it's bad enough. Like it's just his second year. Even though Patrick Mahomes did the same shit his second year. His first year. Lost to uh, Tom Brady and them. Then they came back the second year. Bam, they won that. Two years in the league, already Super Bowl champion. Brock Purdy, two years in the league, already done went to the Super Bowl. So, like, Brock Purdy, for me, what I think... If he doesn't get hurt anymore, and we know that's a long stretch to say, but if he don't get hurt no more, and he gets a offensive line, it's going to be some problems. If he's that goddamn cool and calm in the Super Bowl, if he's willing to just Almost like an assassin. Almost quiet, like kill your ass with silence. And just keep it moving like it ain't nothing. Oh, bro. It's going to be some problems. But hopefully that shit will come later on. Because, you know, at least after next year. I don't think San Fran and New Orleans can play in, the, play in the Super Bowl against each other next year, being both NFC teams. So one of them going to have to, you know. So depending on how they season turn out as far as them keeping players or the coach or whatever, they got to try to get back there next year. But 
I'm just hoping that miraculous, miraculously that this turns out to be our year. And we just so happen to be there hosting a home Super Bowl. Like, bro, that should be so goddamn dope. But me, I had San Fran winning 27 24. It didn't turn out like that. So Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs going back to back. First time since 2003 2004. So yeah, it's up. Shout out to Kansas City Chiefs fans. You know, y'all. Y'all got a dynasty now. I guess y'all are the new Patriots. Or the Patriots of the Midwest. This is Rapper Weed TV Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man and BMG all day. Y'all stay tuned. We coming back with it. Chill. And we're back, Rapper Way TV the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Band, MBMG, all day and day. Talking about Super Bowl 58, the reactions, the commercials, the game, after the game, during the game. Like, one thing that kind of threw me off is I, just like everybody else is talking about Ice Spice, my thing is how in her. And Taylor Swift being intertwined. And if she was supposedly dating, I guess, what was it? It was supposedly Jordan Poole who paid half a meal on some shit for her and went on a date with her. Bruh. Anyway, but um, seeing her in the suite with Taylor Swift and all that, like, mm-mm. You would think that some of these artists in the industry are indeed friends of each other or through avenues of proper networking able to finagle their way into certain situations like a booth with Taylor Swift and one of the star football players of the Kansas City's Chiefs girlfriends and mom and dad and brother. No, I think he probably had his own suite. They had to give him. And he's an NFL player. They had to give Jason Kersey his own. But knowing he's going to be with mom. So it's a given. It's probably in close proximity or if not next door. But, yeah, I'm just like everybody else. They talking about the upside down chain. They talking about the hand gestures. Uh, Yeah. We'll delve into that shit later on, but as far as now, I I was just wondering, like, how in the hell did this, this, but I guess in the grand scheme of things, if you look at it, it's kind of good for artistry or artists all together because here you got America's sweetheart and Taylor Swift can do no wrong. And Ice Spice, who is, you know, on that city girl, ratchet, ratchet girl thing. Like, 
I don't see how those two could, you know, those are total opposites. So them being together, I don't see, like, the pairing. Like, people are saying conspiracy theorists are saying all types of shit, but you have to wonder. That shit, I mean, it does put the thought in your mind. Like, what the fuck does this have to do, for one, with football? Knowing both of these motherfuckers. Ice Spice, I can probably get that, you know. Taylor Swift, I can even get that with her being from the country or whatever the fuck she was from. Pennsylvania or some shit. Yeah, I'm quite sure they went to football games and stuff, yeah. But as far as them having the attention and time to sit there and enjoy or watch an entire football game... Taylor Swift didn't start doing this shit until she started dating Travis Kelsey. But Ice Spice, you you try to pull that shit into it. Like, how the fuck does she even get in the booth? And she's rooting for Kansas City like this. Like, she's been there all season. Like, what the fuck? So, I mean, it's, it's got to be something behind both of them. Being seen together like that Now maybe They probably got a track coming out Or a song coming out together Or working together on something You know Ice Spice does have the Dunkin Donuts commercials Um, Taylor Swift got various commercials So Maybe they're both gonna collab on a commercial or something Or they're gonna You know produce some music together Either way, it's putting questions in everybody's mind. That's why everybody's talking about it. But me, what I like to see during this time of year is the reactions of the teams going at it. Like, when it's your team going against whoever, it's... Hits different But when you're on the outside You've been sitting at home on the couch for weeks We didn't even, you know Get to the playoffs So we've been at home we already been prepared Ain't ain't tripping, comfortable on the couch Cozy You know And it's been like that for the last, what, five, seven years Hopefully next year that should have changed for sure But, yeah, five, seven years. So, you know, we at the house already, chilling. Gear still on, still rapping because we didn't go out on no sour note. Yeah, we lost. Be- I mean, we did not get into the playoffs because other teams didn't win. Now, had we did what we were supposed to do as a team during the year, you wouldn't have to rely on other teams having to lose or this team having to win. Just do your job. Y'all win games and you ain't got to worry about this shit toward the end of the year. Put yourself in position. So we didn't do that. We failed, but we still had a winning record. So we ain't really have no reason to hang our heads because we Two things, we won the last two games that we needed to win to even be considered. So we held up our end of the bargain, had our heads up high, 
chin up, ain't worried about it. But we needed some help. So since we couldn't get that help and we couldn't get in the playoffs, you know, that means we're at early exit for the season and we already, you know, thinking about next year. But it's cool. Like I say, nothing to hang your head on. We finished with a winning record and we did it uh, the way we needed to do it with the last two games. We handled business, stood on business. So, but going forward next year, hopefully we don't shoot ourselves in the foot with especially the conference games. And next year we play in the Dallas Cowboys, which is here where I'm currently residing in Dallas. I have been for the last decade, two decades. So you you know how that goes, but yeah. Me and my wife will be in attendance to that game. And we going to the Super Bowl next year in New Orleans. I don't know if we gonna make it to the game, but we gonna be in the area, goddammit. Best believe that shit. I got to see that once in my lifetime. But um, other than that, man, the reactions, like this day, all the motherfuckers who thought San Fran was going to win, like I have a coworker, and I'm going to say this, it's amazing how folks start doing shit when they, after they see motherfuckers, other motherfuckers doing shit. Now, I'm going to say this. Yeah, the people that I work with that are diehard Cowboys fans, yeah, they wear their shit religiously. You know? Me, I'm being a Saints fan. I'm letting you know I'm staying on business. I'm wearing my shit religiously. So, you know, being one of only two fans in my whole you know, work environment that are Saints fans. You know, the type of talking chatter we get. You sprinkle in a couple of Green Bays and a San Francisco. Yeah, you know how that shit could turn out. So now, knowing we got one San Francisco fan. And I ain't gonna even cap. I told the motherfucker, yeah, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I want y'all to win because of Brock. Like I say, I only wanted Brock Purdy to win. And kind of like Debo Samuels, you know. But Brock, because he's Mr. Irrelevant, Mr. The one they say the last pick of the board probably won't even see the field in his first five years being in the league if he stays in the league and he proved the world wrong by going to the damn Super Bowl at, like, that in itself says a lot. It speaks volumes. And when you see the way he played, motherfucker executed, like it was nothing. He wasn't even bothered. This nigga was so unbothered until they started bothering him. But like I'm trying to finish up with, like this day after the game, the fan reactions, like, bro. If you go on TikTok or YouTube or Facebook or X or whatever it is you're going on, you gonna see <laughs> you gonna see some wild shit. Now I done seen already three or four TVs being broken. 
haven't seen a motherfucker. They're like he had, a, a, you know, it's a, at least a thousand dollars, almost two thousand dollar ass phone. I done seen a motherfucker break a phone. <laughs> and I done seen them your two skirmishes. Where it's about to be fights. But bro. And, and I've seen two videos. So this this is just within the first hour of me, you know, before this po- podcast. So these are the number of videos I've just seen. The people just gloating and, and raving in the glory. And then a few moments later, <laughs> those situations. Like a whole family in here. Pops, the only one that's a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Everybody else in here, they all look like Samoans. They either Samoans or Tongans or whatever. Or Hawaiians. They look like Hawaiians too. But, um... Uh, yeah, Pops, only Kansas City Chiefs fan in here. You got all these San friends. They talking shit. Pops just sitting there, sitting there quiet, quiet, not saying nothing. A few moments later, uh, Pops still ain't saying shit, but he's standing up. He got his little Kansas City flag, and he waving it. <laughs> That's it, just waving it. Up and down, like he putting out the fire. Like, <laughs> but for one dude, just one San Francisco, like, he, they sitting outside on the patio. You can tell this just, you know, in the hood, somewhere like that. But they look, you know, Latino. My boy got the whole tequila jug. And crush the goddamn TV screen. Look like it's about the same size as I think possibly the one we got. That bitch like a 70-something or 80. They outside. That motherfucker look big. He smashed that bitch. I done seen two of them like that. One of them run up, start punching that bitch. The other one smashing him with the damn tequila bottle. Like, bro, what the fuck? Everybody looking like, what the fuck just happened? For one, I ain't gonna even lie, bro. Like, you could have just did that shit. That big-ass TV, that big, nice of a TV, the way your backyard set up, I don't think you leave that motherfucker out there every day. I don't think y'all do that on the, on the regular. So, either you just bought that TV or you just did that project of... Building it and putting it up outside. Either way, where y'all at? Yeah, I don't think that big motherfucking TV gonna be out there all the time. I'm just looking at your gate in the background. That motherfucker look like it's a one hopper. Shit, nigga, jump over that bitch one hop. Not even touching the gate. <laughs> and your TV gone. So, yeah, and... Like I say, you like you in the hood, so yeah, that bitch don't look like it'll be out there long. But long story short, pops some, pops some fucked off the TV now, cause he mad. Like bro, like the reaction videos are going to be priceless as more are being uploaded probably as we speak, and I can't wait to go see them. Y'all check them out for yourself. 
This is Rapper TV the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man, representing MPMG all day. It's a loud, little, loud, circle format because a couple, you know the rest. She gets Nathaniel, Nada, nothing. Give me 18 feet with your backyard boogie over there with that pin ass blunt. Punch the hell out that notification bell, you're knocked in. I got to get ready in a little bit to go up here to see my boy. I guarantee, I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Put a safe bet to say that this nigga probably didn't come to work today. <laughs> Hi, I'm guaranteed. I'm almost guaranteed either that or he gonna leave early. <laughs> oh man, but. Y'all stay tuned for another episode of Rap Weed TV, the podcast, and bro, run this clock. Now, the previous episode is showing on both platforms, bro, run that clock, and this one. But this episode here is only going to be on Rap Weed TV, so y'all let me know what y'all think. Go ahead, answer the question and the poll question. You might be entered into a contest to win something I just don't know. Maybe. You got to roll the dice. So, fuck with your boy. This is Rapper Weed TV, the podcast. I am your host, Mike Man, representing MBMG all day. day. Be safe, be breezy, be sanitized, be dangerous, but stay the fuck out the way. And stay tuned for another one that's coming. Y'all be breezy. <laughs>